Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years, and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. Here we go with another edition of Inside Today's Country, and always a pleasure to catch up with this godly uh, it is uh, David James. Uh, welcome to the podcast, my friend. How are things? Oh, things are, you know, I think as good as you could expect. We're uh, staying staying happy, staying healthy, and, and getting by just like everybody else. Excellent. What have you been uh, doing with your time, uh, you know, with, uh, with the pandemic? Obviously, uh, writing new music. We're going to get to that in just a bit here because uh, you've got a new song. Out. But what else have you been keeping yourself busy with? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously on the music side of things, just trying to write and record as much as possible. Something that's been really nice for me is, uh, I mean, with the, with the time off, I was able to kind of uh, uh, get my old record player fired up again. And, oh, and, uh, sweet. And yeah, and you know, just kind of listening to uh, to the albums. I, you know, I when I was a teenager, I would lock myself in my dad's basement for hours with my Fender Strat electric guitar and. I would be blasting these records and, and uh, you know, just trying to learn these guitar parts and sing along. And, and, and it's honestly why I fell in love with music. Mm-hmm. And so uh, getting to kind of reconnect with a lot of that was, was, was pretty enjoyable for me and, and just kind of grounding, you know, remind me of, of why I'm doing what I'm doing. It was, uh, it was a really good experience. What uh, albums did you uh, pull out and put on the old turntable there? Oh, uh, I've got a lot of Rolling Stones records. Nice. Um, yeah, Roy Orbison, Marvin Gaye, like a whole breadth of music, you know, everything up to uh, one of my favorite artists growing up that my dad used to listen to a lot was the Mavericks, who obviously in the 90s were. were oh, Mavericks good. were awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I love Raul's voice and I just love the the huge soaring melodies and, and stuff. And, and so, you know, I, I, I was very fortunate to be exposed to a lot of uh, different styles and different kinds of music growing up uh, mm-hmm. with, with parents who both had an affinity for music. And, uh, and, and so I, you know, I, I try and pull from as much of that as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's still a true sound to uh, listening to an album on a record player. I mean, yeah, I know we moved to the CDs and we're all digital now, but there's still a different sound listening to an album from back in the day, right? Hearing the hisses and the pops. And and there's a, always a big discussion about that's the, the trueness of listening to music is on an album. Yeah, you know, it's 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 got it's just got this warmth and and character to it that you just can't find in another medium. You mm-hmm. know, it's uh yeah. it's it's almost like you know how when you go to see like a live performance, like and, and I mean like a real band, like a live band and, and yeah. live vocals, you kind of get those kind of imperfections and those different kind of character notes, and 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 that's true of the albums too, and and that's you know that's why I love listening to them. Excellent. So where did this all start for you? Obviously, uh, as you say, you were in the locked in your parents, uh, your dad's basement there with your guitar. <laughs> uh, what really sparked you into getting into uh, you know into the country music world? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, um, I guess, you know, the kind of aha moment for me was, you know, instead of, instead of plays, my high school put on what was called a rock show. We, I had this history teacher, John Anderson, who's a rock and roll historian, but he actually, you know, back in the day played rhythm guitar for Guess Who and for a couple other traveling <laughs> artists. And so, you know, instead of, instead of putting on plays, he used to put on these full production rock shows. Oh, and, wow. 
And uh, for me, you know, that was my very first stage was getting to, uh, you know, perform, uh, you know, some big songs in front of bigger crowds, like, you know, full stage lighting, sound production, like the works. And, and, and for me, you know, that was kind of my, my entry, my gateway drug, if you will, to, uh, <laughs> to, to becoming an artist. And, and, you know, in terms of country, I, I guess I've just always kind of connected and, and, I guess what's really resonated for me has always been, you know, kind of the, uh, the medium of storytelling and, and, um, you know, a lot of the haunting, hauntingly beautiful melodies you find in country music and, and, you know, the authenticity behind the lyrics and the artists is something that always pulled me in, you know, as, as I mentioned before, I listened to a, a wide breadth of things, but I think like so many of us country fans, the reason we keep coming back to country music is kind of those things. It's just the authenticity and, and the beauty behind a lot of the songs and the lyrics and the melodies. Where was the first time you played professionally? Oh, like first time I got paid to play? Or? Yeah, first time you get somebody put some jangle in your jeans. Oh, man. Well, I would have been, uh, you know, I would have been a an underage minor. I would have been 17 years old lying about my age to play at a bar in Winnipeg called the King's Head. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's just a pub downtown, and, and yeah. I think I made it was a Wednesday and I was part of a trio and I think we each made 50 bucks and uh, I'm pretty sure by the end of it, our bar tab was more than what we got paid. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure we owed money at the end, but, but uh, I'll call that a win. So yeah, there was, a, you know, I, I, from a young age, I was, you know, desperate to find any sort of uh, any sort of stage, you know, or any sort of opportunity to, to play and perform and, and hone my craft. You've honed your craft. You have a new single out, and the title of it is Don't Mind If I Do. If I'm with them, then you know I'm getting whiskey bent. It's a real situation, got a bad reputation, but I don't mind if I do. Cause I got a girl that really gets me. Lord knows I'm hard to get. No, she ain't trying to fix me. Where did this all come from? You know, I think, um, I mean, my producer and I, when we were, you know, getting into the studio, it was um, very much, you know, with the, I, I guess, you know, the past year and a half has just been so difficult. You know, it's been mm -hmm. such a tough struggle, not just for artists, you know, for everyone. Um, and, you know, I, I haven't been immune to it and neither is my producer. And, and um, we really wanted to create um music that was happy and lighthearted and joyful really joyful i guess is kind of the key word you know i think now more than ever people are looking for an escape and a release and mm -hmm. um you know kind of like a safe haven in music you know kind of just to kind of uh escape the world for you know two minutes and 45 seconds and and so you know, we really wanted to go in with that mindset. And, and I think that that shines through in the song, you know, um, we just had so much fun recording it and I, it was so good to be back in the studio and, and it was so good to get to work with, you know, so many amazingly talented people again. And, and we just mm -hmm. had so much fun and, and I'll never forget, you know, uh, the second day when we were just wrapping, uh, vocal sessions. So for those who don't know, you know, for the average song, you know, an artist will, maybe sing, you know, six, seven, eight, ten hours uh, of straight singing on a, on a song to get it just perfect, or at least we will. And 
So for us, you know, usually at the end of that two or three days, you're very exhausted and you're tired and your voice is just spent and you're, you want to kind of curl up in a ball and, and go and relax somewhere. But for me, you know, it had been like seven or eight hours of singing the song. And I, I, not only was I not like sick of it yet, but I just, I kept wanting to sing it. You know, it was, I kept, you know, just kind of vibing out to it in my headphones and I kept wanting to keep singing it. And for me, that was, you know, uh, a, a pretty, it's a good moment as an artist because, you know, the fact that, you know, you're enjoying it so much that even six, seven hours later of singing the song, you're still into it. I thought was pretty cool. That's awesome. Where is, uh, we were talking about uh, where you first got paid. Uh, um, where's the funnest place you've ever played? Across Canada, U.S., wherever. Where's the funnest place you've ever played? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've had the opportunity to play, you know, a lot of different places, but, um, you know, some of my bigger shows have been in Canada, you know, a lot of the major festivals and stuff. And, and you know, for me, at the end of the day, what makes a fantastic crowd isn't necessarily the size, but it's just the energy and enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just palpable. And, you know, we, we've played, we've been fortunate enough to play a lot of, you know, great shows for a lot of great fans. And, and, you know, for me, not necessarily being the biggest festival is necessarily going to be the best show. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't really know how to answer that question because every, <laughs> every show is different, but there is one that stands out to me. And, and, uh, I was on the out on the town tour with Aaron Perchette and I think it was like show number 50 or something. And, and, um, we were in my hometown, obviously Winnipeg and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, getting to, getting to perform there at the Centennial Concert Hall, which is a beautiful venue. You know, it's like over a hundred years old and it's this amazing building downtown Winnipeg and, and being able to have, you know, friends and family and, and former teachers and, and people I went to high school with and, and have all these people come out, uh, you know, on top of all the country music fans was, was really special for me. It was kind of, one of those full circle moments where, you know, I remember going to the concert hall as a kid mm-hmm. and going to see some of my favorite acts play. So, so to get to, uh, to get to do that was pretty special. You've been doing this for a bit. Uh, we like to ask, you know, there's a lot of younger folks that we interview on this podcast. Uh, so let's get some advice from David James, who's gone through this uh, for a while now. What, what would you pass on to the younger generation? Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, you have to be willing to continually push yourself. Um, you know, for me as a younger artist, uh, I signed a record deal when I was rather young and I was rather new in the industry. And I mean, you know, it was a fantastic opportunity, but, um, you know, there was a stage in my life where, you know, I just signed my record deal and, and I was just convinced that the hard part was over, you know, the, the work was finished and, you know, I'd made it and all this other, you know, BS that I convinced myself of. And, and at the end of the day, you have to keep pushing yourself and you have to keep growing and you have to keep really trying to be honest to who you are as an artist and, and make music that you're happy and passionate about. And, and for me, you know, that was, that was something that I kind of lost, you know, my first couple of years. And so, you know, it's, it's been nice to really get back to my roots, you know, like I mentioned, going back and listening to those records that made me fall in love with music for the first time. And, and reminded me of the reasons why I'm making music and, and reminded me of, you know, what songs I want to create and why I want to create. So, so I guess, I guess that would be the advice I'd give would just be to always push yourself to be as authentic and creative and good and talented as you possibly can be. And when you're tired and, and when you're exhausted or feeling lazy, that's when you have to push yourself even more. Mm-hmm. David James, uh, pre-show ritual. What do you do prior to the show? Everybody has some, I've had some interesting stories uh, come through this one. Every show, 
me and the me and the guys, we actually we all take a shot of whiskey, we shotgun a beer, and we <laughs> hug each other. So I don't know if the hug is gonna work post COVID. You know, we'll we'll see what kind of world we're living in. But things you know, we I, won't do after COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah. No, we 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 all quickly shotgun a beer because it's fun, and I take a shot of whiskey because uh, you know it it for my for my throat, it yeah. just kind of dries it out in the right way and, and okay. allows me to sing at my peak for about an hour. And, and, and we all hug it out because, you know, at the end of the day, we're family and, yeah. and it's, it's important to kind of, you know, maintain that mindset, you know, sometimes on the road when you're traveling in close proximity with a bunch of people, it can, things can get a little tense and a little, <laughs> uh, you yep. know, yep. people get cranky and mm-hmm. they get angry and, and, so, you know, it's it's just to remind ourselves why we're doing it and we all love it and we're all grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, some of the things that we won't do post-COVID, hey, like, or, 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 eventually, <laughs> or eventually we will do, but, you know. Hey, do you, do you remember when you'd have a birthday cake and you'd blow all over it, blowing all the candles out? You, I was think? just going to say that. Like, I mean, <laughs> seriously, how many of us have, over our years, have been to the birthday party or been that person and you're just the whole thing, right? Yeah. Do you think, yeah, that's, surely that's gone. Surely I, that, that has left pop culture <laughs> as we know it. We just had my wife's birthday the other day, uh, and uh, and she she just waved her hand over the candle like that. Yeah, was, yeah, you gotta you gotta like set up a fan. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. There, there has to be an, a you know somebody uh, in the handheld fan industry is going to make a boatload of money uh, marketing yeah. that for birthday parties. So like, funny. That's it. I mean, but then on the other side, you know, like man, miss shaking people's hands. It's so weird because I still see people here and there. You know, now and then, yeah. Yeah, you know, you're six feet away from them, but it's the yeah. automatic reaction to shake people's hands, right? Yeah. 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 Especially, you know, friends you haven't seen for a while, you want to go in for a hug and then you're kind of doing this awkward dance where yeah, you're, like, you're ah, like, ah, I started this, but we're not allowed. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you bathe in sanitizer afterwards. David, what's yeah, next for you, my friend? Uh, Well, you know, I mean, I, w- I would love to say we're looking forward to some shows, but, um, you yeah. know, that's still, you know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really look promising for this year. I mean, at the end of the day, look, it's it's frustrating and we all want to get back to work. And we all want to go see live shows and stuff, but we want to make sure people are healthy and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, safe doing so. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a tough time to uh, to really be looking forward to the future and planning much of anything, but we've got some big ideas and, and, and you know, and, and hopefully when we all go back to playing shows, we got a lot of new music to celebrate and hopefully, you know, fans and, Right. Everybody have all this pent up energy and excitement that they just need to release and go to all these concerts because there's going to be a lot of them. So I can promise you that. Hey, at least here in the prairies, we finally made it through winter and we'll be able to get outside soon. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we were supposed to have made it through winter, but I literally just shoveled 11 so- inches snow off my drive. I golfed three days ago and then I was out there shovel. I shoveled three times in the last 24 hours. So that's the prairies for you. You're better than I, man. I only shoveled once and I said, that's it. I'm done. You can just melt by (laughs) mother nature now. And it's funny because, you know, I I was set up, I brought the lawn furniture out or the uh, the patio furniture out rather. And, and uh, then that snow happened and I'm like, I probably shouldn't put the, uh, you know, I probably should put the snow shovels away. And then I, no, no, I'm just going to leave it one more one. It's going to happen one more time. And then there it was. So. so you caused the storm because you put the shovels away. I hope that's, you know. That's, that fault. was my fault. That and <laughs> yeah, that and we changed the car tires, right? Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, and like you, I cleaned off my golf clubs. Oh, that was, that was a mistake. Yeah. It was partly my fault, I guess, too, yeah. for thinking I could golf in, in Winnipeg the first week of April. You crazy man, you. <laughs> David, where do people find you online? 
Uh, David James Music's my handle for everything. And then, you know, uh, yeah, I'm super easy to find wherever you consume music, whether that's the radio or online or, or CDs, you know, uh, make sure you pick one up. Awesome. David, thanks for uh, hanging out with us and all the best. And hopefully we'll be able to, you know, hug it out one day. Yeah, thanks very much, Tim. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.